Do you remember that time? I smelled really good. Has it been a long week? Do you need a break? Are you stressed? Stuck in your job? Maybe you need an escape. I'm Beth Dival. I'm Tatiana Abaro. And I'm Ezekiel Kajakai. And this is Escape Break, where we discuss all things escape rooms in Southern California. The good. The bad. The funny. And don't forget the awkward. Trust me, I wish I could. This show is just on the horizon. Get ready to sit back, relax, stop working, and take a break with us. Hello, everyone. Do you feel that warm, tingly feeling in your toes? If you do, you should go to the doctor. But if you do metaphorically, that means it's a holiday. Guys, what holiday is coming up? Thanksgiving. 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 Such a controversial time. <laughs> it really is. The question before we hit record was, are pilgrims good? I don't think so. Beth, you're on the fence. I want to say no. <laughs> Tati? What's the definition of a pilgrim? I don't know. I don't know. But that's our first puzzle of the day is... Are we pro-pilgrim? Is it okay to be pro-pilgrim in these days? Or are pilgrims actually not as good as we thought they were? Tell me what a pilgrim is first, and then we'll go from there. You know, if we're, I if have we're a definition. Are we ready for a definition? Oh, you oh, have a definition. It. Okay. Yes. I have one. I got okay. one. I got Google at my fingertips. A pilgrim is a person who journeys to a sacred place for religious reasons. Ooh, I'm going to stick with no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stick with no. We are getting way off topic. <laughs> but but we're going to redefine the pilgrim today. So at the end of today's episode, we can all be escape pilgrims. And what that means is you travel to a distant land to play escape rooms. And that is how we're starting off this Holly Jolly episode. All unresearched comments aside, I'm thankful you guys are here for this holiday episode in November. It's few and far between. I get you both on the show because we're all so busy. But today, we're just going to talk about some feel-good things, what we're thankful for in the escape room world, uh, some shout-outs to people that have helped us along the way, maybe rooms that have given us the spark to keep going in the ER and at the end, I have a special game for you two to play that we've never played before on the show. Ooh. I like. <laughs> now, Beth, you used to work in escape rooms with me. You know, during the holidays, escape rooms get nuts. Yeah. Did you enjoy that or was that just way too chaotic for you? I mean, I loved the chaos. To be completely honest, just that chaotic time really, really kicks it into gear and makes you realize like, oh, shit, it's the holidays. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so like having that amped up kind of excitement of like being able to decorate, being able to maybe like come in wearing some themed clothing, you get to see people coming in for holiday parties and they're always dressed up to like super fun costumes or just dressed really nice and it's just more celebration so i i loved working at escape rooms during the holidays because sometimes you saw some crazy stuff and a lot of times you just saw some really nice things absolutely and from a business perspective 
it is the best time because you're usually opening up extended booking hours, getting last minute calls of families that are just trying to find something to do together on that extended day. Kind of as a joke, Thanksgiving has become almost this awkward holiday where you have to spend time with your family. But one of us enjoys spending time with their family so much that they play escape rooms with their family. So Tati, I'm handing it over to you. What does a family and escape rooms mean to you? Oh, well, family is huge for me, first and foremost, even before escape room. <laughs> wow. I know, right? <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> so when you put family plus escape rooms, 99.9% of the time, it's a great time, unless they're just scared out of their minds and they don't know what to do. But every experience that I've had with my family, we've always had a good time. And I think I've escaped all of them actually with my family. So maybe they're my lucky charms. I don't know. A pretty good but, team. <laughs> I would think so. But yes, I'm, I enjoy Thanksgiving because it gives my family time off to come see me. And unfortunately, I don't get to see my family as often as I would like. So it's a special time for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I've met your family. I have not played a room with them yet, but maybe one day I will. I think it's interesting because escape rooms can be pretty clicky. You can have your groups and things like that. But the more I look at it, I think early on in the show, I said, I, I only like playing with select people. And it's still true, but because of things like National Escape Room Day, I've realized I've played with so many different people, so many different groups, and I've even played with my family. I've introduced them to escape rooms. It didn't necessarily click with them, but I encourage everybody to try to play an escape room with their family to just show them what it's all about so they know kind of what you're doing. You're not getting into trouble when you're out and about at night. You're just playing escape rooms. So, it's a great hobby, safe one too. It is a safe mm -hmm. hobby for the most part. I mean, for the most part, not everyone is as graceful, and sometimes we fall and hurt ourselves in escape rooms. But she's okay. Just make sure you just like just make sure you read waivers and <laughs> roll with the punches and falls and chairs, whatever you can. <laughs> so today on the show, I have some burning questions later on as we have a little discussion around that Thanksgiving table. But first, I want to talk about themes. There's usually a Halloween variation of a room coming up here and there, Christmas themes of a room coming up here and there, but no Thanksgiving themes of a room. Any idea why or is there any room that you might say, hey, that would be an easy room to transition into Thanksgiving? The first one that came to my mind was undercooked. Okay. I think it would be cool if they changed the menu to be all Thanksgiving themed or like quote unquote traditional Thanksgiving meals. I think it would be cool if they made that twist because right now it's just like very popular dishes and very popular desserts. That'd be but super cool. They could <laughs> alternate and that's perfect for Thanksgiving. I think the reason why you don't see it a lot is because Food is not very prominent as the main focus in mm -hmm. a room. So I don't know how easy that would be. And I don't see it as celebrated 
uh, as, um, you know, like Halloween or Christmas, like mm-hmm. people don't really go all out and put a big giant like inflatable turkey in front of their home, you know, to celebrate Thanksgiving, but they'll put a scary Jack Skellington up front. You know what I'm saying? So like, I feel like Thanksgiving it's celebrated, but it's not as high as Halloween and Christmas. It definitely gets neglected and skipped. There's the joke of as soon as it hits November 1st, it's Christmas time. Yes. (laughs) But you kind of mentioned it, characters, Beth, can you think of any like notable Thanksgiving characters? There's no Jack. There's no Santa. Who is the yeah. main Thanksgiving character you can think of right now? Honestly, because we were just talking about this before we hit record, the only one I can think of is like Snoopy and Charlie Brown. Okay. But that's also because I grew up watching whatever the heck the title of that sh- special was. It was <laughs> like whatever their well i'll google it later but uh they have that special and i grew up watching that so that's the only thing i can think of yeah but i can't nothing else comes up you know the same way as like halloween or christmas characters right right i can only think of a turkey but at the same time people eat the turkey the turkey (laughs) who is the turkey yeah now what's their background there's a couple games that i can think of that could make an easy transition into Thanksgiving variation. One being one of our, I think, unanimous favorites here on the show, The Last Supper. I think you could turn that into The Last Thanksgiving Dinner and have some angry family members (laughs) around the table. And then the other one, I don't think you guys have played this, but there is a moment in Quest Room Spellbreakers where there is some sort of interaction with what could be a turkey and that's all i'll say and those that have played it you're either laughing or you're trembling because it's very weird i don't like either i don't like how like there was there's just so much room in between i don't understand (laughs) relating to a turkey yeah (laughs) yeah i'm like oh you can either be horrified or you can be super happy right (laughs) oh my god okay (laughs) <laughs> I'll play it later, but I'll I'll figure it out when I get there, I guess. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Also, I looked up the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. It's just called a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Wow. I, <laughs> Simplicity <laughs> as it's finest. <laughs> okay, guys. My brain I can't do it. <laughs> it's okay. I was thinking way outside the box too. I would have never got that. Let's get down to being thankful. I have some categories for you both. I'll participate too, but I want to keep it simple. You've played near 250 rooms, all three of us. I want to know what is one game along your career that you are thankful for and maybe a little reason to why. It could be your first. It could be one that kind of sparked you in the middle when you thought you've played them all. Or one where you saw something you never seen before, or just a good memory. What's a room you're thankful for? Beth, I'm gonna start with you. Psych Ward is one I'm extremely thankful for, which is no longer a an escape room, but it was at Crossroads. And it was exactly what you said. It was like a spark kind of somewhere along the lines. I think at this point, maybe I was about 70. I don't even know. I was like I was in the late almost hundred area and I just felt like I played everything or I like saw every puzzle or I just like was I just was hitting rooms that felt really repetitive for a while and then I played psych ward and was like 
driving home and like giddy and excited and just hyped and I loved it it just kind of it was different from what I had done before and I just really loved that I love that they kind of pushed something that was different into the community and got to play a crap ton of puzzles I that was the part I loved the most (laughs) (laughs) that's great Tati what game are you thankful for I am thankful for the puzzle master at Trapped. The layer of... Yeah, not the new one, the OG. Okay. okay. And the reason being is because this was earlier on in my love of four escape rooms. Mm-hmm. And when we were looking for escape rooms, we just came across it. It was in the area in the Inland Empire. And we're like, let's try it. And when you go to this location, it doesn't look like anything special. It's in like a business structure. You're on the second floor. So with the space they have, you know, you're not really expecting too much. And in the beginning, like I mentioned before, they've gone through a lot of different rooms and they've revamped and they've made it gorgeous and doesn't even feel like you're in a business complex building. Mm -hmm. However, the OG one, even though they've revamped that one as well, that was the first one where I felt so challenged. I got to see puzzles for the first time that I had never done before because that room as it says is puzzles on puzzles and it was just so mind-blowing for me at that time yeah it's something it's something that wouldn't excite me now because I've seen it probably so many times done in different versions but back then it just made me even more hungry to do escape rooms and shortly after we actually met someone that we're still Facebook friends with. And we oh, went really? to the other rooms for Trapped when they started opening them. So every time it was like, hey, Trapped just opened a new room. Do you want to go together? Do you want to go together? And then we like were distant. I moved away. You know, <laughs> things happened. They grew a family. So like priorities were different, but we're still in contact with one each with each other on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So, and then shortly after I started the page with my friend, the escape room artist, because we wanted to find other people. So I think that really initiated a lot of love and passion I have for escape rooms. That's so, awesome. It yeah. took me all, but the final 5% of that story to realize who you're talking about. <laughs> Shout out to Matt. The original OG. I worked with him at House of Hints. He and Tatiana are the originals who started ERA SoCal. I came in later, but shout out to him. Great guy, fun guy. Played a grip of escape rooms with him myself. All right. I am thankful for the room return to chloroforia phobia. You know from that episode, we don't know how to say that room, but it's at Deceptive Games and it's about Tati's least favorite thing, clowns. But the reason this room I'm thankful for is because it represents a wholesome memory for me. We played with Ron, we played with Jim Norcus, we played with Carlos, one of the guys that works with us at Locked Adventures at the time. And I believe it was Ron's birthday or something close to some event. And so the guys and girls at Deceptive Games had food, had a beer with us, and we took this picture after. 
Oh, Beth was there too. I'm sorry, Beth. <laughs> I, sorry, if you're not watching this, I literally like pointed at myself. Like, I'm, pretty I'm just so used to having you here. <laughs> it was even more wholesome because Beth was there too. And at the time, <laughs> let me get to it. Let me get to it. I promise it's wholesome. At the time, it was recently after Ron and I had did the alleged first underwear photo in a room. And Ron didn't suggest it. I didn't suggest it. But Beth turns around to me and Ron and goes, so are we going to do this? <laughs> and Beth wanted to be in the selfie with us, us in our underwear. Beth kept her clothes on. But the fact that she was just down and encouraging it, it was super awesome. Ron's kids eventually came. We took a big family photo. It was super cool. So that that is a room I'm thankful for. And Beth, 100%, <laughs> you were there. <laughs> I have to ask because I wasn't there. Yeah. When Ron's kids showed up, were you still in your underwear? They were running around during the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. Well, it was normal. <laughs> it was a, just a normal thing. It was a normal thing. But there was just so much welcoming to that moment. And besides that, it was still just a feel-good <laughs> moment. And some really cool puzzles in that game, too. Mm -hmm. Okay, moving on to the next category to be thankful for. Along the way, you meet different people in escape rooms. I want to talk about game masters or and owners. Is there a specific company or owner or game master you've come across that you're very thankful for? Tati, when you're ready, I'm going to hand it off to you. Oh, this one was easy for me. Very, very easy. Okay. I'm pretty sure you guys can guess. But I have a guess. Go ahead. It starts with an M. Yes. Okay. Take it away. It's Mind Trap. Yes. Like those that's... people are some of the most wholesome and sweet and caring people in the escape room world. And like I've mentioned before, every game that I've played with them has been with my family. Yeah. So we've seen them evolve from one location to two to now three and just growing and growing. And I think it's fantastic that even though they're so busy, they still make time to chat with us before and after. They know who my family is and my family. Um, if they see them around, like we just have a conversation, not even escape room related. It's like about how their kids are doing. And mm -hmm. it's just it's just more than just rooms. So for me, it's 100% my trap. Nice, nice. Beth, what about for you? It's I'm I'm picking a person, but it's hard okay. to pick just one. There's a ton of, of people out there and like all my little teams and all that. But specifically, I'm super thankful for Kevin, Kevin Burns, who is from anywhere and everywhere. He's just kind of at he all really, over. He really is. I don't know where he's from. He's just there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he just like builds stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's the easiest way because <laughs> describe his work I'm like yeah he builds really good stuff he I he lets me lean on him a lot in the community especially because like I've asked him for help on certain projects and he's super helpful and like willing to do it with me and I'm like thank you so much because like I didn't know who else to go to and he we were both in Boston for recon and we were both kind of like on our own like we were sent there we didn't really know what to do and so I was like cool this is my buddy and he let me just like be near him the entire time I was like thank god for this 
just blessing of a person because without him I'd be like wandering around lost in corners being like who's who's an escape room person because <laughs> I have social problems and I just like I'm struggling so this year he's been he's been a real one he's been very helpful in a lot of different events which has been really 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 great so shout out to Kevin thanks for being awesome and if you need someone to build good stuff he has more details about that stuff than I do so yeah we love Kevin I've played rooms with Kevin, seen him at events, talked to him. Uh, really good guy, really smart guy too. And when it comes to just trying to get people to play with, he's somebody you can integrate into your group and you're not going to regret it. He's super easy to play with and super smart. So he's probably going to raise the level of performance of your team too, but in the best way. He really does just fit in like everywhere. I always see him on like popping up in people's posts about escape rooms. And I'm like, how did he... Why is he in 10 of these? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and just a quick shout out to him and a lot of people, Scott Levy, the whole uh, reality escape people, they have a tour that they take people on out to Louisiana. So I, I don't know how many, but there was a picture and it was at least 30 people playing 13th Gate and all the Louisiana games out there. So they're out there having a good time at the time of this recording. I follow Scott on Facebook, so he's posting all these pictures. It's kind of cool to see them all having a good time and them getting to play those games because it is quite the travel out there from the West Coast to Louisiana. Yeah, they're definitely making it worth their while. They're doing eight. I mean, I don't know if it's the trip, but Kevin said he did 18 escape rooms. That's the plan. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, energy drinks, coffee. No sleep. Food also, no sleep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we know how it is. We 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 did our own version of that earlier this year. For me, when it comes to owners or GMs, I'm thankful for. I guess I would just chronicle along kind of how I started. So it started with a lady named Jill Lux, who was my first boss, the mastermind of House of Hints, which at one time was a ranked room in the United States by a well-known magazine that I moved on. I met Jim Norcus, who was the first guy who allowed me to build and allowed me to put my creativity into games. And then, although I don't work with these people, people like Eric from Scenario, people like Jason Richard from Steel and Escape, uh, Carla and Eddie from 13th Room, these people really support me, encourage me, and teach me things. So the people that have allowed me to kind of transition from enthusiast to being involved in rooms, I'm very thankful for because it's cool to be on both sides of the field in this scenario and just want to say shout out to them and all the people that are welcoming in this community to those things. All right, last thankful category today is a moment or a memory. Now, this is very similar to the kind of segment we do, Escape Room Stories from Hell to Hilarious. But this doesn't have to be funny. It doesn't have to be awkward. It just has to be memorable. Something memorable that you cherish in your escape room career. I know that's a huge category. And there's a lot that we're going to leave out that we're thankful for. But we just want to pinpoint a moment from each of you. You should go first, Kai. You want me to go first? <laughs> yeah, because you haven't gone first. <laughs> so yeah, you also nice. Like you're oozing with thankfulness right now i am oozing with thankfulness for me this is easy for me i pinpoint two moments one is driving in a freaking sandstorm 
with Beth in Palm Springs in Rancho Mirage. You took mine. <laughs> and talking about this show, I think the most, I don't know if you want to call it serendipitous thing or just the most unique thing about this is I barely knew you. I yeah, barely knew you at the time. We, time. we, I mean, we had been talking and everything, but it was the first time us hanging out. And here we are in a car driving four hours away. And here we are today, a year and so later of this show, still going strong, still having fun. And, and honestly, I think we've done a decent job of raising the love of escape rooms. The other moment is also in a car involving the other member of this show who I'm thankful for, which is you, Tati. One of my longest escape room runs was up in LA with you. And at the time, I just recently got dumped in my relationship and you didn't know. And so on the car ride up, everyone's so excited. Then you're like, how are you and so and so? And I was like, well, we're no longer together. And I think in a weird way from that moment, you and I became better and better friends. Mm -hmm. And and here we are, like the best of friends in real life. Beyond escape rooms, we hang out together, we talk, we FaceTime, we go through the ups and downs of each other's lives. That is what I'm thankful for. And I think in the weirdest way, in the most awkward Kai way, that christening moment was when you asked me about my relationship, which wasn't existing at the time. Hmm. I think that's so funny that that's the moment, but honestly, you're so right. Like after that trip, we got really, really close. Yeah, it was, it was kind of interesting, but it, it's exactly what I needed was a friend. And the same thing for Beth, exactly what I needed during, you know, pandemic and all this stuff was someone to just say, Hey, well, why don't you just do it? Why don't you just create the show you already have a podcast why don't you just turn it into a show it'll be great and i was that, really pushy about it you were and i was like i just met you get out of my car but i couldn't because yeah. there was a sandstorm so i kept you in the car but the best Aww. part the best part is too beth is like you are a, a a polar opposite of me at times in personality and dynamic level so it balances out so well for the show so yeah, you couldn't kick me out of the car. I couldn't. And you know, I would balance like there was too much balance. Life would have been like unbalanced. Sorry. Like <laughs> we're mess you up. Like you just wanted her out. <laughs> I'm glad you were pushy, Beth, because before Kai even started a podcast, he was just thinking about it, thinking about it. And I was right. the person that was like, you should do it. Here's all the platforms to do it. And it's, then he was like, only if I get to interview you first. And I was like, fair. Right, and right. that's how it started. And I'm so glad for you and me to push him because now he is a great content creator and everybody says that. So thank job, you. Thank you. Yeah, it's kind of kind of interesting. You guys are both the uh, the impetus of both of my shows. So Tati with the original one, Beth with Escape Break. All right, hey enough, about <laughs> enough about me. I'm mad because you took mine. Well, I didn't take it. We share the memory together. So <laughs> if you'd like to one. elaborate more <laughs> on that experience, you can. <laughs> Just kidding. There was a sandstorm and it was a dark, stormy night. No, I'm 
Um, I did end up thinking of another one because there's plenty of moments that I feel like are really memorable. But the next one that stuck out to me uh, is also escape break related. And it was the first time that we were like recognized for escape break. And I believe it was at the uh, hatch escape kind of like mixer and they were doing tours of their new rooms and all that. And I think it was Noah. Yeah, Noah Sylvester. approached us and was like, hey, you guys are from Escape Break. And I like, my brain melted. I like just, my heart started like bursting out of my chest. And I was like, this is incredible. Like, this is insane. I never thought that this literally just started out as some small thing that we tried to do and just was like, let's just put thoughts and ideas out there. And it got as far to somebody as like reaching somebody who wanted to reach out and be like, Hey, I recognize you guys from this. Hey. And I'm like, Oh my God. That's so <laughs> and it's like, they're fangirling over me. I'm like, I'm fangirling over you. I, I love you. <laughs> I love that you're part of this. We're part of this. We're best friends now. Followed him on Instagram. It, it was like, I don't know. It just like made me super happy to know that our content was appreciated. It's heard. Yeah. It's liked by people. And now with like, the defining thing for me to be like this is a good thing this is fun you're contributing to something super awesome for a community you love so I was like oh oh, oh memorable <laughs> I agree that was a very humbling starstruck moment where I didn't even think he was talking to us I was like oh, it's not us it's not us <laughs> yeah. but it was us so shout out to know yeah, he's like, out in Florida a now different podcast hosting it <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one Beth All right, Tati, it's your turn. So I have one general and then one specific. Okay. So my general thing that I'm very thankful for are the first escapes that I have with people for the first time. Okay. So if I'm playing with my family for the first time, the first time they did an escape room with me, just Mm -hmm. that experience in general with anybody that I play with but the cherry on top is when I bring someone to an escape room for the first time and they just are mind blown and are in love with it as much as I am like right from the start so I think overall that's what I really love I love bringing escape rooms to people and hoping that they love it just as much as I do the second thing that I had was our trip and I think it's the same trip of what you mentioned earlier but Mm -hmm. when we got the Harry Potter Airbnb oh yeah yes so that weekend was honestly one of the best weekends ever it was some of the biggest rooms that we've done like that still are in our top 10 along with a dope Airbnb that was completely harry potter themed from the second you get to the front door like everywhere was harry potter themed and then just the awesome food that we had and the group that we had you know was super solid and some of those rooms that we played were like lab rat and stash house so that trip we played i think at least 10 rooms and we got to explore and do other things in la so that weekend just as a whole was phenomenal Dude, I tried to sleep in Harry's bed underneath the stairs and it, it was too small. But, <laughs> too small. But, but you technically could sleep there if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. 
Nice. That was that was so cool. And of course, the credit is to Tati. Tati is the organizer. She's the most pleasant type A person you'll meet. But if it wasn't for her, no way dudes are going to be like, you want to do Harry Potter Airbnb? <laughs> Even though in reality, the dudes really want to do that. So you guys had the wands everywhere. What are you doing? Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm saying like, we do want to do that, but we don't have the initiative. Or oh, you don't want to be like, yeah, like let's do it. <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. We wanted to do it. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. All right, guys. So one super cool thing that happened today, the day of today, is I got to be a part of a documentary. I got to shout out the show. It's a small documentary from film students at Orange Coast College that are talking about escape rooms. And it's a little interesting because the, the documentary is kind of uncovering the world and showing what it's really about. And when I told them that SoCal ERA has almost 5,000 members, they were amazed. They were like, I didn't know it was that big. And I was like, yeah. So there is a whole world of us that love and are thankful for escape rooms. And I'm really excited that we all get to be a part of spreading that love in the escape room. But Thanksgiving isn't always all hugs and good food and good vibes. Sometimes you're sitting across the table from your uncle and your uncle says, Tati, where are my grandkids? Why aren't you married yet? Right? These awkward questions, but it's across the dinner table and it's Thanksgiving. So you have to be, just talk to your uncle for five minutes, Tati, please, please. It'll make him happy. So this segment is called Awkward Questions (laughs) at Thanksgiving Dinner. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm sorry. My, yes, why Beth. did my uncle not have my grandchildren? <laughs> no, he's asking. No. <laughs> what does that mean? Where are my grandchildren? No, no, no. He's asking, why haven't you had kids yet? Like, why haven't you had children? I just oh, think I that was... said, where are my grandchildren? And I was like, why would he ask? Do we want to? I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. No, no, no. You're absolutely right. I this thought is you how said much grandchildren. I, I probably did. You did. Probably. This is how much I don't know about family is <laughs> I thought if Tati had kids, that means his uncle now has a grandkid. That's not he, true. That would be like what? A, a, a nephew or a niece, right? Hmm. That was, um, yeah, that was like, like different layers, but like sure. Great. Let's just go with that. Yeah. Let's just go with that. Why haven't you had kids yet? Is the question. No, no, no. There we go. Okay. So <laughs> the answer's still the same. Okay. Non-existent. But luckily, these are about escape rooms. Okay. So question number one from Uncle Kai. Oh boy. Is, <laughs> let's not let's not make that a thing. Question number one from Kai. <laughs> let's not make it a thing, but he made it a thing himself. <laughs> There's a lot of new rooms. And I've noticed that sometimes rooms kind of cycle through this theme rotation there's pirate rooms there's wizard rooms there's jail rooms serial killer rooms how do you really feel about themes would you rather have themes kind of cycle through the spectrum of themes and bigger than what i just described and they just be really good would you not get sick of those rooms Or do you want to start seeing more original themes and people take risks 
and storylines of originality? I don't think this is an awkward question. It gets worse. Oh, shoot. And I'm a good uncle. I'm a good uncle. So it's not that awkward. I think we're all on the same page here. I think we would all like to see original themes if possible. But I think that if there's an underlying tone to one, kind of like when I was talking about the trials of Merlin, it's still that magical aspect, but it sounds like there will be a twist on it. So even though it still has that magical, like maybe wizardry part Mm -hmm. of it, it's bringing in the folklore part. But also we have to play the game to see how different it really is. But there was no part of, just for example, Trap's Awesome, no part of Trials of Merlin that you were like, oh, another wizard game. No, that wasn't my first thought. Okay. Okay. But also giving my thanks. Like I have a special place in my heart for Trapped. Of course. Of course. Beth, what about you? Are you okay with kind of these themes reappearing or do you want to see more and more people push the envelope? I, I'm really sick of repetitive themes. <laughs> I feel like I say it every, like pretty often. I'm just sick of science and wizard themes. And I, there are a lot of them that are not just that. Like when you break it all down, yes, they're a wizard theme. Yes, they're a pirate theme. But it's mm-hmm. like, that's not their defining aspect. It's like they're the thing that defines them is like the set design or the story or the characters. And it's just so much more than the theme. Mm -hmm. But when I start seeing repetitive themes to a point where I hop on Morty and I go through and it's like the room itself is just called science. And then I go to the next one and it's just called medieval. And I'm like, Oh, I wonder, Oh, am I going (laughs) to be surprised? No, maybe, but the theme is not appealing to me. And if I hear a kind of crazy story or, character or anything along those lines i'm gonna go for that first okay okay so a little split table but that's okay so i know you have questions for us yeah can i ask an awkward question whoa and i wasn't planning for this but i guess that's thanksgiving <laughs> right so the <laughs> yes <laughs> turns so to go on this topic what is your least favorite thing if you had to pick one and mine, I'll just start. Okay. Detective. Okay. I have a counter to that, but I'm going to answer your question first. Okay. My least favorite theme would probably be science and space. No, and you, you know. one. Okay, fine. Well, science is space. Mm-mm. No, I'll never. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to go, go with science. You go I'm going to go with space, but I will that say way we can do both. <laughs> my most extreme theme in terms of I could absolutely hate it more than space, but also love it more than anything is pirate. Mm. Because I feel pirate is so good if you do it right, but so awful if you do it wrong. That's I feel like that's anything though. I just think pirate is the, the the worst of the worst. Okay. So it can either be amazing or just really bad. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Okay. Now back to the detective thing. Okay. You yourself <laughs> are somewhat of a detective. And there was a movie in the Disney universe called The Great Mouse Detective. Would you play an escape room about The Great Mouse Detective? Probably. Because it's because a mouse. It's, and it's Disney themed. 
And okay. it's a twist. Okay. Okay. Which gets to my second to last question about this topic. Do you want to see more rooms start negotiating with IPs and making rooms about movies that we already know? No. Like we, we've seen this done with <laughs> Jumanji. We've seen it done with pop-up rooms. There's been pop-up rooms about video games. Uh, at one point, one of the original pop-up rooms was the Purge experience. There's there's the Saw experience in Vegas. There's the Blair Witch experience in Vegas. Is that appealing to you or do you not want more of that? I, oh, sorry. You go ahead. No, no. Uh, I am so conflicted on this. Mm-hmm many reasons i feel like this could be its own topic but i will try and summarize as much as possible if it's a thing that i really enjoy and i look forward to playing it like for example if someone made a nightmare before christmas one i will be the first one there if it's something that i'm not as passionate about probably won't run to go play it but i feel like if they are making the effort to get the ip for it Mm-hmm. it's probably going to be pretty good because yeah. you already got to pay a good amount for that. The part that scares me, and I don't know if you guys heard, Universal is opening one in City Walk. Mm-hmm. Universal has a very, very big budget. Yeah. And that's going to be a very popular location. So stuff like that scares me because an everyday passer is going to be like, oh, let's just say Harry Potter room, right? Let's go play. And if it's not up to par with what, you know, usually is outside of that universal one, they're going to think that that's what it's like all the time. And I'm scared because their production value is outstanding. So I'm a little nervous for that one to open. I hope it doesn't alter how people think about escape rooms or spoil anything because in reality most escape rooms are mom and pop shops yeah yeah they just do not have the budget for it beth what about you um i was kind of the same boat about feeling conflicted something that can be so great for escape rooms by bringing a lot more attention to what they are and more and more people hear more about escape rooms and that they're not all scary and there's more options and there's family friendly things. And that part is awesome. That word of mouth is great and it would help the community and the escape room industry grow so much. But the other side that kind of scares me is that I cherish how much creativity and effort goes into escape rooms, especially from smaller businesses that might have just like one, two, three locations, probably like maybe just the one location, few rooms. They put so much into their rooms. And sometimes I get the vibe from doing like getting the name of characters and getting the rights to certain things. Sometimes I feel like it's like a strange cash grab if like a giant company like Universal or Disney or something like that does it because it's the same thing like the production value is so insane that I'm like you're not doing this because like you'll like the community you're doing this because it's gonna make you money and essentially what what it boiled down to yeah it's a business it'll make you money but there are so many people that carry their business with so much love 
mm-hmm. that's all they want to put out. And I'm like, I love you guys, but like Disney and Universal, y'all scare me. <laughs> you guys are going <laughs> to blow it out of the water and like, it is going to be a very big change to the community, which is something that I am a little fearful of, but okay. I know we'll, we'll have a great time. We'll have a great time, but it is um, scary. It'll all be okay. I'm panicking. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. So I have one more somewhat awkward question. Recently, I saw, and I texted Tati, that Zoe is $75 a person for one ticket. As you fill up the room, it goes down to about 50, 55. You but $75. I see Beth's face, but it is not pleased. And I, and I want to <laughs> say this. I want to say this. We've all played Zoe. I think overall we enjoyed the Zoe experience. And if you like fear, you recommend Zoe. But Zoe's changed owners many times. The mystery of Zoe is all up for speculation. When I saw that, I was like, wow, that game better have changed that game better be longer and this is not a second story (laughs) this is not about getting into the nitpicking of zoe but that that was just what kind of sparked this question i want to know what is your kind of mental uh, barrier or gauge of price per room is it like a price per minute thing like a dollar per minute thing is it based upon how much puzzles there are at what point are you okay with being like $75 for this room? Sure, it's worth it. What goes through your head? The amount of time and how many people are in my group. Okay. Because typically it's my own fault if it's really expensive most of the time because I usually want to play with just one other person. And a lot of the time nowadays, it's $50 per person. They want to hit that $100 minimum for the room to be private. Right. Makes sense. If it's less than 50 I'm in a safe range. Once we go over 50, I start weighing in a lot more options of like, all right, let's check all the reviews on this. Let's get some reviews from my friends that have played it. Let's check everything out. Make sure it's going to be good. Make sure it's going to be worth it. And a lot of the times there's another place that is going to be amazing also. And it's going to be a little cheaper. And at Mm -hmm. this point in my life, (laughs) you gotta, the bank account is telling me to chill. (laughs) Yeah. That stuff gets really hard when you weigh in everything, but essentially it's the amount of people in my group and what I hear from reviews. Okay. Tati, you know I'm all about raising the price of rooms from a business standpoint, but Mm -hmm. how do you feel about it and what kind of goes through your head in making the decision to actually participate as a customer in that type of room? Yeah. Well, we've had this conversation. Of course. Many times. My viewpoint on it being over 40 or 45, it's got to be a really, really good room for Mm -hmm. me. And for the most part, I have a good gauge on what's really, really good. Mm -hmm. And I think it's justified to hit that mark or not. And if I don't think it is, I probably won't play it for a long, long time, because there are so many other rooms that I think are at a good price point that are great quality. And I'm going to go there first. Yeah. So I understand the business side of things. You got to make money. I totally understand. 
But at the same time, if you want more people to come, you can't outprice them. I started playing rooms. Rooms were like 20 bucks a person. <laughs> yeah, like 25. Yeah. And when it got to like 30, I was like, whoa, $30. Back in my day. Happening? Yeah. Okay. Rooms were $23. It wasn't that long ago. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like in the last year or two, the prices of rooms have increased tremendously. Oh, yeah. And Kai and I have talked about this. We would love to open an escape room. And I told him, I will never charge more than this amount. I think it's outrageous if we ever did. And I'm in the Northern California area. So that's saying something. To each their own. Everyone has their own viewpoint on things. However, I think it's supposed to be a family-friendly form of entertainment. And in doing so, kids aren't going to pay for themselves. So I think with that in mind, you should you should think of like the head of the household paying for the family. And that is a lot of money if you're charging them $40 an hour, which also means your room has to be almost the whole extent of the time that you say it's going to be for them to get their full money's worth. Because if they're leaving 20 minutes early, they will not be happy customers. So you have to find that middle ground. There's so much that goes into it. We could have this whole conversation, like a whole podcast conversation. But yeah, I just think that rooms nowadays are priced way too high, unfortunately. To the citizens of Danville, give me your money. (laughs) So very quickly, I think it's totally fine if you do raise your price, but there is a big but that comes into this. And that is your room has to be good. It has to be longer than an hour. And you have to set yourself up for success with little things like takeaways, like give everyone in the group a shirt about the company as part of your ticket price. Make sure your ending photo is a high quality photo, not taken on someone's camera with a great set. Give them these takeaway things that are added to the adventure to justify that bumped up price and make it more of like an all-exclusive experience. If it was the last supper, like actually serve them dinner or something like that. I think that's where it has to go for it to be okay. But to have a game and just over time, the game not change and now it is X amount of dollars. I don't think that's right. But I agree. It's getting awkward at this table. So dinner is done. Thank you for dining with your relative Kai. But we're still at Thanksgiving, so we're stuck together. And what better thing to bring us back together (laughs) is let's head to the family room. Let's play some games, guys. Let's play some games. So I created a game. And I don't know what I'm going to call this game, but I'm going to call this game Poorly Described Rooms. So I've picked rooms that I believe all of us have played either together or separately. And I'm identifying a moment or something about the game in a very vague way, sometimes not so vague, but I'm not telling you the title of the room is what I'm saying. And you have to try to tell me the title of the room. Okay. So get your thinking caps on and show me how smart you are. Because the first room is like this. They're both shaking their heads at me. 
because we're both really bad at titles of rooms. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, it's in Costa Mesa. And you're like, yeah, yeah, you're right. And I'm like, but I don't fucking know the title. All right, guys. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Here it's is gonna be great. round one. Good. Do you remember that time? I smelled really good. <laughs> so good. Oh, we just like that I was just... irresistible. <laughs> yeah, how do you have to say it? You can both answer. Oh, okay. Perfumer. Nice, nice. <laughs> See, it's not that hard. It's okay. not that hard. <laughs> that was a, that was an easy gimme, though. It was the first round. I should have said. Do you remember that time we all smelled really good, and there was a gluten-free cupcake in the game, <laughs> also smelled really good, which also smelled really good. Okay, next round. This game, I believe, is called Nightmare. At the esthetician. Beth might know. Yeah. Beth is jittering. <laughs> Beth is jittering. Oh my god. It's 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 13th gate. Beth is on to something. Know. We played this game together, all yes. of us. Mm. I literally I texted the name. I texted oh, well, it. right? No. Yes. Okay. Um <laughs> I'll I give I'll give it, it to no, you. No, even no, if you, no, no, okay, no, okay, okay. You don't, you don't anything. All right, children. I love when it Beth is. gets so excited. It's like my favorite pastime. Okay, it's not <laughs> asylum. It's not cutthroat. It's not Anubis. See, I'm glad you guys kind of know what this is because I thought this was one of the harder ones. So, I think it helped that I was like just talking about it. <laughs> but I'm do you, like, do you I... want a hint? Do you want a hint? And no, I'm fine with the hint. Is it like something maker? No. Um, the hint I was okay. going to give you, the Vegas hint I'm going to give you is it's the something. Okay. The collector. The collector. It started with go. a freaking C. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice job. On to round three. Jump. I promise it'll be okay. Just jump. What are you waiting have, for? Just jump. Well, I have one in mind, but I don't know if it's this. I know it's dark, but just jump. It'll be okay. What game am I referring to? Uh, Well, like I said, I, I have one in mind, but I don't know if it's this. Can I guess? Yeah, you can guess. Is it Magic Cottage? No. I would encourage you to think about what you just said. Oh, what? what's the room? It, um maze rooms the magic room what that's, is it called that's the answer but it's not called magic cottage oh shoot magic cottage is infinity kingdom magic, magic kingdom. kingdom that's oh. the one okay and we're not going to talk about why but if you want to figure out why go play that game great game okay beth I this one's for, this one's for you i mean you both play this but specifically beth this one's for you this game is called hamilton after dark Sister Secret. <laughs> Sister's yes. freaking secret. Sister Secret was that she was a bad sister. I won't. Get... <laughs> All right. Secret. All right. Thanks, we have Edwin. we have two more. I actually had three more, but I kind of gave the third one away early on in the episode. So I'm only going to go two more. There's so many balls at recess. Playground. Uh, yeah. Yes, the playground. And the final one, Tati, it's time for bed. Beth, 
It's your bedtime now. Kai? Mission. It's not your bedtime. Oh my gosh. Come to bed, Beth. It's your bedtime. It's Tati, mission, right? You can come too. Oh. Mission escapes. Darkest Only hour. You. Darkest hour. Yes. Oh. Nice. Oh, Beth, you had to do it too. <laughs> I it was supposed to be somebody else. And he was too excited to do it. He was like, hell yeah, bed. And he hopped on the bed and they were like, we actually changed our mind. Get off the bed, Beth. And I was okay. like, I'm right. Yeah, same with me. <laughs> Kai was like, yeah, I'll do it. Like, I'll calm. And they're like, we want Tatiana. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. I didn't want to be the second option. So like, I'll take it. <laughs> All right. My other one was Thanksgiving with your crazy Uncle G, which... I already kind of alluded to at the start of the show. Oh. <laughs> Who's your Uncle G? Yes. Lord Garrick. Lord Garrick. My uncle, Lord Garrick. <laughs> nice job, guys. Nice job. You make quite the team. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, that concludes our episode, our little Thanksgiving special. Tati is going to close out the show. Before we end... We didn't say it, but I want to thank everybody that listens to us, that shares our crazy podcast with (laughs) other people that like that comment and just enjoy the content that we put out. We do this for free. We do this for the love of escape rooms. And we just appreciate every interaction and every share that we get. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, Kai, guess what? No, don't say it. I need more time. Uh, Break time is just about over. But Tati, what if they want more? They can tune into the next episode. Next episode? Of course. There's so many more escape adventures to share. Well, what can they do between now and then? They can like us on social media. Share this episode? Yes, absolutely. And what if they are new to the show? Then I think they should go back and listen to all the great episodes. Awesome. And don't forget to send in your questions to us. And be sure to tune in soon for your next escape break.